Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we take a light-hearted look at a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through the stories of true crime to find an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester Hello and Rue Turner. Hello. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can and if you can't you can always email us to stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk and in appreciation of every five-star review we'll give you a shout out on a future episode. So the date we're looking at this week is the 28th of June and on this date in 1880 out of a dawn mist a giant figure approached the police lines. Some thought the figure supernatural, even the devil himself. I move for no man. But the figure was Ned Kelly, dressed in homemade helmet and armour, whose gang was wanted for the murder of three police officers in 1878. Cool. That's a beginning, isn't it? Well, to an end. Beginning to an ending. Uh, As usual, I haven't prepared for this at all. (laughs) Of course. um, I'm going to, off the top of my head, I'm going to say cowboy times but not in America but I'm also going to say he was apparently he was notorious very much yeah. so yeah, yeah. the notorious NED <laughs> as he was known at the time the um, yeah yeah tell me more about him because it led it right I'm going to start my analysis again on the reason why we're talking about him Yep. And I would say loads of people have heard of Ned Kelly. Yes. But quite a lot of people, upon being asked the question, go on then, tell us about Ned Kelly, will then say, um, uh, <laughs> I think... Uh, so um, I'm yeah. one of them, basically. Apart from the fact it's he's Australian. Correct. We are in Victoria, Australia. Are we? Yes, indeed. Now, this is, at the moment... At the time, this is a British colony. Um, Australia didn't gain independence until 1901. So the country is largely made up of uh, a lot of Irish immigrant families and, of course, um, transported convicts. Yeah, yeah. Do we know when that stopped, the uh, shipping of It was about 15 years after Kelly's death, I think. I thought you were going to say 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, 15 years after about Kelly's then. death. I yeah. don't know when. I don't know when that was. So what are we talking about? Early... He was towards tw- the end of it. Entieth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, carry on. Fact me up. So, John Red Kelly was uh, transported from Ireland for stealing pigs. Mm, now, right. <laughs> he, uh, once, he was, <laughs> once he was released, he married an, uh, an Irish immigrant named Ellen, and the two of them had a child named Ned Kelly. Now... Red Kelly, he died, um, he was sentenced to a further six months in prison for possession of a bullock hide, and he died in prison. Possession of a piece of skin? Yeah. A piece of leather? That's mm-hmm. horrendous. I've never heard a worse a crime ever. Well, whistling on a Tuesday, Jester. <laughs> it's, that's pretty harsh, isn't it? Six months. sound it. Just for having a leather one. Yeah. Was he, like, very old at the time... And ill, and I don't think anyone was old die. at the time. <laughs> Everyone I mean, was young back then. I mean, God, poor bloke. You're talking about a, a, a poor Irish immigrant family here. Yep. So all the black and white pictures that you've ever seen that say, "Look at the squalor and the poverty." Sure. Keep that in your mind. Okay. Um, so what they were known as was a, uh, a selector family. Basically, they were called selectors because they were allowed to farm on a selected tract of land. They were, that's bits your bit. You can right. do close farming on there. Oh, that's right. That's okay. So they, you had selector families. They were the poor. Okay. Then you okay. had what's called squatters. Now, we would, if we say squatter, that's normally someone who's again probably poor, who's living in someone else's house and not paying any rent. Kind yeah. Of yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I- I- illegally. But. In Australia, in Victoria in 1870s, 1880s, squatters were actually quite wealthy. Now, what they're talking about when they say squatters is that they're squatting on Aboriginal land. I mean, lots mm. of it. Basically, sure, they, just, yeah. they just wander in and they'll herd cattle and sheep over large tracts of Aboriginal land. And they are the rich, land, the rich farmers, but they're not the landowners. So, they, basically, they nick the land. 
but they're wealthy. So you've got the poor selectors right. and the wealthy squatters. Okay. Right. Um, and there was referred to as a squatocracy, which is a play on aristocracy. <laughs> I, <quite laughs> like I quite like that word, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a play on aristocracy. So basically, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. The, they're the rich people. Squatocracy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. Squatoscopy. 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 Hang on. Squaton. Aristocracy. Squatoscopy. I can't say Come on! Aristocracy. Squatocracy. Yes. There you go. Thanks. That is. Yeah, and that's all that the time good, we uh, have this week. Good pod, <laughs> good pod recording, everyone. Jed says a word. Squat. Um, so there's a lot of immigration at this time. You took, in the 1850s and 60s, there was a yes, gold rush in Australia. So lots of people right. were coming down. And of course, lots of people means they need more police. So where do they get the police from? Where they recruited the police from England. Okay. So you've got Irish... Catholic immigrants uh, right, right, and right, right. English Protestant I police see where this force. Is going. Yeah, right, right. The, the old story once again. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. How it, 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 the gold rush was mere, well, just coincidence, basically that it someone discovered it and a load of Irish and English were being either moving or shipped there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So some of the Irish, or I say Irish, some of the um, criminal fraternity who are being shipped there mm. are saying, so hang on, I, instead of being in, you know, whatever, six by six, no windowed squalor, yeah. uh, I'm being shipped to a beautifully balmy uh, <laughs> uh, temperature where someone has just, just discovered a, there's a load of gold there. Yeah, yeah. And but you've got the people who are going, who have been released from prison. Yeah, I mean, it's not, they're not going there because yeah, you know, like you say, it's got well, obviously, nice climate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could you could spend three months or whatever sailing all the way back to Ireland to live in squalor, or you could make a relatively exciting yeah, yeah. new life. Relatively loads of land to be yeah. had. Mm. Well, I say that is that is that a bad thing to say? Because was there loads of land? Well, I mean, obviously there's loads of land, but yeah. it, was it all nicked? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Well, yeah. It wasn't ours. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay, so there wasn't really no more than America was ours when we sent all our prisoners over there. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Independence exactly. came and we stopped sending them there and sent them to Australia to steal their land. Yeah. To steal their yeah, land, yeah, yeah. and the, and in both cases, the people who were there before we got there went. Oh, yeah, hang on a minute. Hang on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, sunshine. Just... Hey, and I was sitting there. Yeah, uh, okay. So, yeah, the it's familiar a story. Developing. Yeah. Okay, so young Ned Kelly, by the time he was a teenager, he was already in trouble with the law. And he'd spent two times in prison, um, including three. Had Red, years. had Red died by, by now? Yes. By this point, yes, yeah. By the time he was a teenager, okay. it, it was it was uh, Mother Ellen, and then and the children. There's Kate, the young sister, Dan, the younger brother, and Ned, the older brother. Okay, because yeah. their father was either red or dead. Hey, <laughs> 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 one one or the other. So, two two prison terms, including three years hard labour. For his part in uh, horse theft. He started off in animal theft, didn't he? Pigs. Pigs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Daddy Red stole pigs. Who did he steal it from? Oh, sorry, that was the dad, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who did he steal it from? Yeah. Pig, pig man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, pig farmer. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> Mr. Fook. He stole it from our Fook. Good Lord. <laughs> Is there more to that story? Say yes. <laughs> well, it... Apparently, according to Mr. Fook, or Fook, who's Mr. Fook? Was a Chi- Mr. Fook was a Chinese um, pig. Uh, pig farmer, and he was walking past Chinese pig farmer. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think it was is there. A, is, is there a joke at the I end? I wish. I wish there was a joke at the I uh, I don't know about you, but I I find the best pigs are often Chinese pigs. They're often <laughs> the best once they've been cooked in that fashion. I find. Right. <laughs> 
So, Mr. Fook. Mr. Fook was walking past. Um, is this real? Mr. Mr. Fook was you, walking is past. Is this a real thing? The Kelly household. Yeah, yeah. He was walking past the Kelly household and with a pig under his arm. And Ned came rushing out with a big stick, a declaring himself a bush ranger and told st- stole ten shillings and a pig off him. <laughs> oh. I think he was only he was only a kid at the time. He was a little kid, just starting early, I guess. So young Ned Kelly joined the Greta mob, which is a, a group of thieves. They were known as Bush Larrikins. It's a great thing yeah. about Australia. It's good, they got good some, name. They got some good work. A larrikin is a, yeah. a young ne'er do well, a hoodlum, ah. a hooligan. Oh, that's good. It's a good word. Mm. So they were from the Greta uh, area, the town. Okay. Okay. In 1878, there was a constable from the Greta police came to the Kellys' home to arrest Dan Kelly. Uh, for horse theft, he was seventeen. Ned's younger brother. God, they like uh, nicking animals, don't they? Probably not a lot else to nick. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, to be fair, what gold or horses? When yeah. you've got that many siblings, you need to go and find something to eat. True. I mean, well, he, was, he was what? He was one of twelve, was he? Was he? I've got three. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Gosh, Easy where did mistake. I get that from? Right. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, Mark, one and two. One and two is three. <laughs> Mark has added, added up one and two. Yeah. I've got the, the three key players. So while the constable was there to arrest Dan Kelly, um, apparently he made some quite offensive remarks about Kate Kelly, the younger sister, who at this point was 15. Yep. I don't know what those remarks were, but there was a brawl, and somewhere along the line, the constable got shot in the wrist. Apparently it's by right. Ned, but we don't really know. So basically, Dan and Ned, and then a couple of their friends, Joseph Byrne and Steve Hart, they all fled. Sure. Oh, love a good flea. They fled into the bush, and the four of them became the Kelly gang. So the police, obviously, they couldn't get their man, Dan Kelly, because he'd run off. So naturally, they arrested the mother, Ellen. You're fucking nicked me, old beauty. Naturally. (laughs) You're under arrest for having a criminal son. Yes. You didn't run away, so we're arrested. I hope you haven't got any bits of leather hanging around, (laughs) because we'll have you for that as well. (laughs) Under what what charge? Helping her sons. Oh, okay. All right. right. Fair play. So, of course, minor charge. Three years. (laughs) Wow, wow. Just for being... A mum. For being a mother. Of some la- yeah. of some larrikins. Some bush larrikins, yeah. Most mothers get three years for not helping mm. their children. <laughs> three years just for being well, well, yeah, a mum. I guess, yeah, harbouring a criminal, I suppose. I don't know what the specific nature of the charge was. No, but they'd, mm. they'd run off. It was harboured until they ran away. Right, right, okay. And then they were unharboured. <laughs> so, October 1878 now. There's um, four of the policemen from Victoria area were searching for the Kelly gang and they were camped at a place called Stringy Bark Creek. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Great name. Good. <laughs> they, were parked, they were parked by a billabong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now the gang happened upon the camp and a firefight broke out. Three of the policemen were killed and one escaped. The one who escaped, he went back. In, he managed to make it back into town and explain what had happened. So the police, basically, what they did was they issued a, a proclamation saying that the Kelly gang was to hand themselves in. Um, they were ordered to hand themselves in, or they would be declared outlaws, which apparently is a different thing than being on, already being on the run from the police. <laughs> Uh, which they were, yeah. They were. If I, it was Dan, obviously, is being uh, they're looking, for, they're hunting for Dan for sure, yeah, for yeah. the horse theft and for Ned allegedly yeah. for the shooting of the constable for the wrist, the wrist, the wrist is it shot. When you become an outlaw, are you then like essentially outside the law? So you can't be like if they were killed, then it wouldn't be murder. Correct. You see what I mean? It's so right, right, by being right. declared outlaw, you're not just a criminal, you're then outside the law. You're fair game to anybody. Yeah. So the police can, or anyone can do anything. Anyone. To yeah. Cut them down. Yeah. Exactly. You right. take something from them, it's not theft. You, yeah. Exactly wow, right. Wow. So basically, when the Kelly gang didn't, didn't turn themselves in, they were declared outlaw. So what that meant essentially was they could be shot on sight by anybody, they could be yep. handed over dead or alive for a reward, and they could be executed without trial. Wow. Okay. So basically, they got nothing to lose now. Yeah. So it's easier to run away a bit, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. As opposed to yeah. bother, bother to hand yourself in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind, again, that most of the public were poor settlers who were treated quite badly by the police and the authorities. Yep. Sympathy for the gang was pretty high. And they were seen largely as uh, like standing up to corrupt authorities. So they got a lot of support. Sure, sure. You're no outlaw. Why, someday you'll be called a great hero. And also, were the law was the law and a large proportion of the police English? Yes. Meaning they would have just generally hated him anyway. Yeah, so they were brought... Yeah, yeah exactly. You've got, again, you've got English uh, police versus Irish immigrants. You've got, pros- yeah, sure. uh, the, again, Catholic Protestant. Again, yeah. usual story. Yeah, sure. So sure. The, poor, the poor general populace see the Kelly gang as standing up against the corrupt Protestant English uh, right. authorities. You know. the, the man. The man, yeah, the yeah. man in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got a lot of support, so they got taken care of. They were, you know, the public would tell them about police movement. They were given food, shelter. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, all yeah. That stuff. And of course, the the more that they managed to evade arrest, the more popular they became, and the bigger <laughs> the legend grew. Right, right. So it was a legend then, was it? As opposed to yeah, it's folkloric. Several decades later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, remember we talked about um, Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. Yeah, they were a legend, weren't they? Then, they were a so. legend then, you know, and it was a, at the time it was popular yeah. myth making. Obviously, slightly different breadth of the story because he didn't have the, the quite the extent of the media as they did in, in, in 1934. But of course, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, word of mouth, the stories are going around. You know, Ned Kelly did this. Ned I'm guess. That, you know. Yeah, I was going to say. I reckon a lot of those stories probably weren't actually theirs they're just attributed to them yeah somebody had to get the blame and he got picked it adds to them to the myth and yeah do you know what i mean it contributes to the whole yeah dream of what they represent yeah and i I would imagine that there's going to be a bunch of people saying yeah of course uh we we're mates me and Ned. you know (laughs) yeah i helped him out and he did all of this that and the other and they go what (laughs) who are you right you know I was robbed the other day. That was the Kellys. Yeah, yeah. They robbed my store. And I, I demand recompense. That sort of thing. You know. <laughs> right, right. The gang now uh, are darting in and out of the bush, so to speak. Yep. Robbing banks in the towns of Euroa and uh, Gerald Deary mm-hmm. for a few months. Um, and each time, Ned Kelly is trying to get letters published by the local publications he's trying to to get his point of view across okay they don't want to they they don't publish the letters but when i say writing letters no they won't publish it because there's control of the media oh was it yeah yeah yeah. early oh sorry late 19th century murdoch Hmm. (laughs) yeah very much so you know essentially the people who publish the papers even the local papers they're not going to stand up to the you would have thought to sell papers they'd be like yeah well yeah i mean they're reporting the stories we'll of what happened but they don't want to put anything out that might make them appear sympathetic to an outlaw sure okay you know right. and when i say letters i'm not talking about you know a little like a one sheet side of a4 i'm talking about proper big detailed explanations there's a famous letter called the yep. gerald Derry letter it's 56 mm-hmm. pages long we've written a letter Trying to explain things. Right. That was the one he dictated. He dictated wasn't it? it, yeah. There's a, the, so it's like a short story. Yeah, it's eight thousand <laughs> words. I imagine Sorry. him lying down on a chaise long, <laughs> <laughs> dictating to someone across the room with a typewriter. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Just yeah. um, wow, wow. I mean, I, I'd have. I mean, would he have got his point across? I'd have. If it was me, I'd have done it in bullet points. <laughs> yeah. Keep it, keep it short. Eight, nine or ten of them. On a PowerPoint. Half, half a side of A4. Yeah, yeah. To the point. Yeah, try and summarise, you know. Say we a lot. <laughs> we, do, we want this, we want that. Yeah. So did, en- did anyone... That was never published, was it? It was not published, no. It still exists. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And there were two, two copies were made. It, after, he, after his death, I mean, in about, I think in about 1930, years later, it was published in full, but bits of it were published when he was alive, but only little tiny extracts. 
Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. Well, that's there you go. That's what I'm saying. He should have done it bullet points because then they would have gone. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, we've got a space on page four. As <laughs> I was going to say, oh. you serialise it across. Yeah, two that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you get headlines again. They didn't think it through. Didn't think it through. No, See, never do. It's like you know when I get you get the CVs. You don't read it all. Yep. <laughs> no. You want a para- That's what I'm saying. paragraph at the yeah. top point. and then a couple of bullet exactly. points. You get, bullet you get, points. Key thing. Yeah. They go, I don't care what you did 10 years ago. Nobody cares. I want to know any, who you are. Exactly. Any, dent, any dense blocks of text just get skimmed. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. The more there is to read, the less that we'll read. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, not interested. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, although, ironically, it, it nearly was. It nearly was. Length, <laughs> yeah. So that kind of suggests he, despite his perhaps upbringing and background, it kind of suggests he was, um, I don't know about well-read, but he was, you know, had the intelligence to um, want to put his point side across, basically, as yeah. opposed to, yeah, forget it, I'm good. you'll never see me again. You know, he wanted to, um, yeah. well, as you say, t- tell his story. Yeah. And bearing, again, it's all about this this whole conflict between rich and poor, Catholic, Protestant, police and farmer. And it's basically saying, look, you know, this this constable who turned up, he only got shot because there was a fight because he was, you know, saying whatever, obscene things he was saying about his little sister. So it's all about, you know, you're only getting the police point of view, but our point of view is they've been mean to the farmers, they're putting it's, us down, they're putting down very the, working, different. the workers, yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah. But as I say, it didn't really get. They, they published a little bit, but it didn't get nearly the exposure that he wanted. Sure. So the Kelly gang, they after these robberies, they lay low in the bush for two years. I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Wow. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, they're living off the of the uh, support of well wishers, you know, food and what have you provided by. Yeah, sure. People. I'd support. imagine after two years, you've definitely nudged, been like been nudged off of number one public <laughs> enemy. Yeah, people are, people are interested in other things by that point. Possibly, although you know the the stories are probably still going around. Possibly even snowballing. It's just that there's no actual appearance that haven't put their head above the parapet, so to speak. Wow. Do you remember the? Um bloke who nicked the Mona Lisa I do mm-hmm. yes he laid low for he did yeah, yeah. was it three years I think so yeah three years yeah and he used to just I used to stare at lean it on his <laughs> table his yeah table. while on he was his... in the bath yeah. it was hanging in the bathroom wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, or in the yeah. kitchen he, I forget he, now yeah he had it on his kitchen table for the most part yeah and he would stare at it and he fell in love with it he said yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. the um the uh three years though I would have got all jittery after a couple of days. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've had enough of this enigmatic rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I want notoriety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In 1880, the gang decide they're going to strike a blow against the authorities. After doing nothing for two years. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's gonna, it. <laughs> we're going to strike a blow in two years' time. <laughs> I mean, stewing, stewing in the bush for two years. Yeah, I've had enough. All this sitting around nonsense. Let's yeah. get them talking with Mona Lisa. Right, <laughs> mixed them up. So they decide what they're going to do is they're going to uh, ride to Glen Rowan, and when they're they ride, ride, ride their horses to. Oh, okay, fine. I thought you said ride to someone called Glen <laughs> Mr. Rowan. Mr. Rowan. Gonna, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to write to Ren Glen Rowan. I'm going to write a sternly worded letter. Uh, and it's going to be 57 pages this time. <laughs> no, they're going to ride to the town of Glen okay. Rowan. And Is that near? It's uh, quite near. It's at least a ride It's away. a ride. Yeah. And there, they're going to... I mean, everything's a ride. They're going to kill Aaron Sherritt. Oh, yeah. Now, he... Oh. is a man who um, was known to them previously, but was allegedly a police informant. Now, he probably was a police informant, except that the police thought that he was spying for the Kelly gang. Although yes. he did take payment from the police to provide them with information, but they weren't sure it was accurate information because obviously the Kelly gang kept getting away. Yeah, yes. so there's a lot of to and fro. 
Um, so there was a detective who let it be known that Sherritt was more on the side of the police. So he's stirring up trouble to agitate the gang. To bring them out of hiding? Yeah. Police think that Sherritt is more on the gang's side. The gang think that Sherritt is more on the police side. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's not looking good for Sherritt. It's not looking it? good for him. No, sir. So, <laughs> or Sherritt. Or Sherritt. So, the, uh, <laughs> so basically the plan is this. This is, the, this is what the gang are going to do. They're going to ride into Glen Rowan. They're going to kill Aaron Sherritt. Yep. His death is going to rouse up the police to react. Yes. The police are going to. We might not. Well, yeah. if, if yeah. they if the police think if, he's if they part suspect of them, him, but... then they'll think, yeah, yeah, he's just pissed anyway. them off as well. Now he's gone. Now we'll get somebody else. Well, good. The, 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 first of all, there's two things. One, there are police officers stationed at Glen Rowan staying in Sherritt's house. That's one. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Right. Um, and two, if the gang kills Sherritt. He probably wasn't working for them. Probably. Uh, yes, you would. Yeah, you would. Otherwise, they're unless they were very naughty <laughs> fellows. Yes. The, you're, you're right. Yeah, they wouldn't want to yeah, kill him because he was one. And of baddie them. men never hurt one of their own. Well, if he's there, that doesn't. If happen. he's their man on the inside, exactly. That's yeah, a yeah, valuable yeah. resource, isn't it? So. Sure. Yeah. True. Suggesting he wasn't. Suggesting he wasn't. Yeah. But we do know that he took yeah. money from the police. But as I say, but we don't know how much of what he gave them was valuable. Anyway, so they've rode into town. They're going to, this is the plan. We're still on the plan. So they're going to go into the town. They're going to kill Sherritt. That's going to rouse the police. They're going to react. One way or another, they're going to react. Yes. So what the first thing they're going to do is they're going to call for police reinforcements. And reinforcements are going to come on the train. So the plan is they're going to derail the train and kill the policemen on the train. Who are turning up to reinforce attack? Other police to in Glen Rowan attack, yeah, to attack yeah. the Kelly game. Okay, so they thought ahead. They thought about it. It's yeah. like a ch- various chess moves yeah. ahead, yeah. basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So basically, okay. they're going to wipe out the police reinforcements. Then, largely unopposed, they're going to go to a town called Benalia. They're going to rob the bank there, and then they're going to use the funds to start a local rebellion and uprising. Right. So right. after two years of nothing, <laughs> they've yes, decided yes. to start a revolution. <laughs> The Republic of Victoria. Okay. <laughs> I think they spent two years planning this. This is quite strategic. It's quite, quite yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, yeah. Quite possibly. So, on the 26th of June, Ned Kelly and Steve Hart, yes. they go to the rails outside Glen Rowan and they try and destroy the rails to derail the train. I was going to ask that. How do you derail a train? So they basically dig up bashing, the rails. Yeah, bashing yeah. up the rails. Yeah, they, couldn't, uh, they couldn't do it, so they managed... They for, they no. Basically, they forced... <laughs> they got forced some local labourers to do it for them at gunpoint they said smash up that dig it up yeah yep. meanwhile Dan Kelly and Joe Byrne they attack uh, Aaron Sherritt basically him and the police now Sherritt gets killed he's shot in the jugular I've just shot somebody I did it on purpose there's quite the fracas inside there's a lot of to and throwing I'll be honest it's a little bit complicated to follow but essentially the police hole up right. inside the room with uh, Sherritt's, I think, wife and daughter. Corpse. Effectively, yeah. the people they're staying with are hostages. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's their house. Because it's their yeah. house. It, eventually, um, Dan Kelly and Joe Byrne leave. They've got their man. They leave. And apparently the, uh, the police who were staying there stayed inside for three hours before they ventured outside because <laughs> they were too, so scared. <laughs> You wouldn't. You'd be too scared to even look out the window to see if anyone was still there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. For all they know, we're still out there, ready to jump them. So, in the early hours of the next day, twenty seventh of June, the gang are in Glen Rowan. They force the uh, townspeople from their homes at gunpoint, and they take them all to the Glen Rowan Inn, the hotel in the centre of town. And there, they're going to wait for the police reinforcements, the train to arrive. Okay but they'll be coming from uh, Melbourne. So sometime during the night, Ned Kelly released Kurnow family because the wife, Mrs. Kurnow, she was ill, so they let the family go. And of course, this, the husband, he uh, immediately flagged down the, uh, the train. He went to stop the train. Sure, sure. Yeah, And um, he waved like a, a red scarf along the rails. And that <laughs> basically stopped the train being derailed. Sure. So he, yeah, just, yeah. He, he saved all the police. Why did Was this kind of like, uh, on the basis, where well, you were suggesting that Generally, people were kind of in support of the Kelly gang. Yeah. But this 
chap, well, presumably because he was taken hostage for a bit, yeah. clearly was against it. Well, again, or was it a kind of police town or something? Not really. I mean, we don't. everyone's going to have their own reasons for why they want to... It could be in self-interest, you know, because there's a reward. These are outlaws, there's a reward, arguably. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, it could be the fact that he and his... His ill wife were forced at gunpoint out, sure, yeah, yeah. out of their home and into such slightly a, angry. So yeah. it could be any number of reasons, but he could be against just against them. You know, uh, he might have been an English Protestant. I don't know the detail on that, and he just might you know not like the Irish. I don't know, but sure. the point is that uh, he he saves the police. He stops the train being derailed and tells them what's happening. These guys are in there. So obviously that plan is now out the window because the the police are aware of who's who the players are, where they are, and, you know, they're not, haven't been wiped out as the plan had hoped. Okay, so now we're on the 28th of June. It's three o'clock in the morning. The police officers from the train have surrounded the the inn, the Glen Rowan Inn. The gang realise the plan's failed because they know that the police are outside. And they put on homemade armour that they've prepared. The Bible says, turn your armour into plowshares. But I say unto you, Turn your plowshares into armour. Oh, yeah, they've got yeah. sheet metal, so they've got like hel- helmets. Is this the first time this came into sort of use? Well, it's... I don't mean generally, I mean by, by, the, by the group. Um, I mean, they've, they've prepared it, and if, I don't know if they used it during the bank robberies, but I think this was prepared during their two years of downtime. <laughs> so they spent two years planning and welding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are, we still in, are we still in 1880? We're in 1880, yes. This is all taken place in a in only over a few days when the gang has reappeared. Because you know, because um, in 1885, in Back to the Future Three, um, <laughs> he Michael J. Fox yes. put some armor. Yeah, exactly. so they, so that so that sta- that works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, stand, that stands up as that's moving chronologically. That's yeah. yeah, it's fine. Because he got that from, uh, is it Fistful of Dollars? Oh, Clint Eastwood, he? yeah, yeah. Because that's the oh, movie yes, he that did, they were watching. Oh, yes, that was yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was his name. And, that, and that's what he told everyone that was his name was. But Clint chronologically, <laughs> it, if it had come... Well, ironically, if it, say, Back to the Future 3 was in 80, 1879, then you think, oh, my God, could, he would have got... Ned Kelly would have got influence from yeah. the admittedly made-up film. Well, actually, if you want to really, twi- if you really want oh, to yeah. tw- put a twist on it, yep. the Fistful of Dollars would have been set in the 1870s. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It would have been post-war, post-Civil War. So there you War. go. So in 1880, if he'd had a television <laughs> and was in a different country, <laughs> and it was a different, he would have watched that movie. Just full of dollars from ten. And years got an idea. Before. I got an idea, yeah. even though it was made eighty years later. Yes, of course. But it yeah, referred yeah. to ten years before, and then in Back to the Future in eighteen in nineteen eighty five, they watched. The, he went into the future to, to watch the movie to come back to the past. Wow. I got confused. I don't even know what I'm saying <laughs> it gets anymore. All, it gets all timey wimey. It's perfectly allowable. Yeah. Anyway, so they do. How how kind of covered up were they? Were they just got a bit of bended? Sheet metal, or were they? No, they had a proper full breastplate and back backplate. Yeah, Iron Man. Well, not Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. It was breastplate and backplate and helmet, basically. Oh wow! Um, their arms and legs were largely exposed, which it turns out was their downfall. Oh, was it? Oh dear. <laughs> literally. Literally. Oh right. right literally. I didn't know that. Yeah. If you're confronted by someone who's attacking you, who is mostly bits of metal with meaty bits poking out, yep. you shoot at the meaty bits. <laughs> It's the obvious task. Shoot at the meaty okay. bits, yeah. We've always said that. You don't shoot where, where the head usually is, because that's a big piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no. Just go, oh, look, fleshy bit, shoot, shoot that. that. But yeah. they, would have, they wouldn't have known that they were covered in metal, would they? They would have, they would have just shot at them, yeah, as opposed to, we're covered in metal. Uh, <laughs> we're covered out, out, covered in metal. Exactly, yeah. They would have just shot <laughs> the normal areas yeah. that you shoot at. You d- your normal area is not to shoot him in the leg, yeah. is it? I don't know. No. Well, it's also it's also not the usual area to shoot someone in the massive metal head. Yeah, but they don't well, initially. They, could, they should have saw. They, they could have know. seen some men coming out of the inn with some buckets on their head. 
<laughs> we need some some Alcatraz paper mache heads ah, on top on of top, on top of this. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have re- used that idea. Ah. And cork, corks hanging from the metal as well. <laughs> or just with a lipstick, draw a big smiley face on it. No one. Yeah, would exactly. I think initially they wouldn't have. They would have just shot normally at head and torso. They would have shot um, wildly. I don't, I don't think this. Yeah, this is not a exactly. SWAT team sniper situation. No, it? no, no. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. There's ounces of cordite going off. There'll be blue smoke everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. So, you know, oh, is it everyone's blue. Well, they definitely eyed. wouldn't have known then. They no. would have just shot them. They were just fired. They fired randomly. They, there's massive police. They open fire. There's stray bullets pinging off and flying everywhere, ricocheting yeah. or just outright missing. Pinging even more than usual. Pinging yeah. and ricocheting. Yeah. 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 Was, was Ricochet one of the brothers? The O'Shea game. The O'Shea game. <laughs> so eventually, it turns into a siege. The gangs uh, release the women and children. As the siege goes on, Joe Byrne is shot and killed. Uh, Ned Kelly tried to escape into the bush behind the hotel. He got uh, wounded in the action. His, his plan was to circle behind the police and basically try and open a second front, if you like, behind the police line. Right. Dan Kelly and Steve Hart are still inside the inn and they keep shooting at the at the police, hoping that you know Ned will make his way around and give him time. By the time the siege starts to come to an end, it's now dawn on the 28th. Okay. Ned Kelly, as we started at the beginning of the episode, he appears out of the, the dawn mist in his armour. He's behind the police lines and he starts shooting. He appears out of the bush. The police are stupefied by this. Some people say it's the devil. Yep. Some said it was a, a bunyip. A bunyip. Now, a bunyip is a great word. That's apparently a Australian Aboriginal mythology, uh, a creature that supposedly hangs around in swamps and billabongs and creeks. The swamp thing of Australia. It's the swamp thing of Australia, yeah. It's basically like a, a, a water spirit. So if you imagine the mists of the, and the, the dew in the dawn and this lumbering creature comes out, they think it's a mythological creature staggering towards them. With a gun. <laughs> Three guns, in fact. Uh, again, it's just an incredible sight to see. He yeah, was a yeah. large man, and this, this the helmet and everything. They wouldn't have known what, what on earth it was, would they? At all. Yeah. He would have probably looked a bit like, or how I imagine he would have looked a bit like how that second Iron Man, you know, the really clumsy Iron Man that he made later. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, you know, when he was in the cave in the Middle East, and he makes another Iron Man. Oh, yeah. I imagine it's a bit like that, a kind of uh, Heath Robinson clunky kind of Iron Man. Did they, um, did he, was he carrying a knife? <laughs> uh, I don't think he was carrying a knife, no, he had guns. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Not a knife, a gun. <laughs> and scene. And scene. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Okay, so, he yep. staggers out of the bush. Like a bloody bunyip. <laughs> now, Ned Kelly, of course, with for all his armour, didn't have his yes. arms and legs protected. So the police opened fire on his unprotected legs and he got badly injured and uh, he was captured and the siege continued. So Dan and Steve were still in the inn. Yeah, they were still on the other side yeah. Yeah, yeah. now what happens next is a little bit interesting so with with Ned Kelly captured the last hostages were released late in the afternoon and then of course in order to end the siege the police set fire to the hotel hooray <laughs> oh two were the other two still inside yeah so the two inside they let all the hostages go and of course yes, now they're, right. they haven't surrendered but they oh, are okay. completely at the mercy. I mean this is hostage taking yeah, 101 sorry. isn't it? <laughs> you, yeah. you don't let the hostages yeah, out yeah. until you've got a way of getting yeah. out. But as, I mean basically they, they died at the end of the siege. They were, they were shot possibly by themselves possibly but by the, the house was, The house they, they were in was on fire so they were somewhat cornered. Yeah. Yeah, so there's three options really. In the in this, as the siege wound to an end, either they were shot by the police, yeah. or they killed themselves because they didn't want to be arrested, or they killed themselves because they or, didn't want to be burned alive, or they killed themselves yeah. because they didn't want to be killed thirty seconds later. By <laughs> yeah, a yeah. hail of bullets. A hail of bullets. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, the, the, uh, this, obviously, the, the Kelly gang being brought down, this was publicised. The police tied uh, Joe Byrne's dead body to a door so that photos okay. could be taken. Cool. And the reporters also took pictures of Dan Kelly and Steve Hart's burned remains in the hotel. For, so, pr- for proof, yeah, as opposed to... to um, for proof. Kind of to be all yeah. like heads on spikes kind of warning. Is yeah. it? It's much the same though, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It is, isn't it? Because you can then publish those images and say, yeah, that's yeah, definitely and them. Don't yeah. do yeah. anything because we'll do this to you. Yeah. Yeah. So the final remaining member of the gang, of course, is yes. Ned Kelly himself. Now, he was taken to Melbourne, where his injuries were taken care of. Obviously, he's an outlaw, so they could have ex- mm-hmm. executed him at any point without a trial, but they decide. Because of his, you know, this, sure, this yeah. figurehead of a uh, of a popular um, uh, of a popular uprising potentially, but also certainly is 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 well known notoriety, publicity, etc. They say, you know what, we're going to hold a trial. So the trial is basically for the murder of the police officers, which yeah, is what sure, they yeah. wanted him for in, initially. Weirdly, he was found guilty. Interestingly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's unsurprising. Edward Kelly. I sentence you to death by hanging. May God have mercy on your soul. So he's found guilty of the murder of the police officers and he's sentenced to death by hanging. And on the 11th of November 1880, Ned Kelly was executed at Melbourne Jail. Ending the legend of the Kelly gang. Or possibly not. <laughs> that was quite a long time later, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that's not that five, long. Five months later. Well, I guess for the time it was quite a long... Uh, yeah, yeah, probably for the time it was quite a long... Like, he wait. survived the uh, however many times being shot in the leg as well. Yeah, well, his, his uh, injuries would have had to be treated before he would stood up for trial. He couldn't stand trial because he was shot in the legs. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't, literally couldn't stand. So is he... Um, is November the... What was it? November the 11th? Is yes. that like a... 11-11. A memorial day or is that... Ridiculous thing to say. Well, it is a memorial Probably. day, but because it's Armistice Day, so, yeah, I so. Know that. <laughs> it's not a memorial for the Kelly Gang, no. No, okay. I didn't know what. I didn't know whether his his. I didn't know whether his legend had turned into one of those, you know, well, remembering someone who wasn't necessarily that nice. You think there's a there's a festival yeah, in some town kind of, in Australia yeah. where they dress up in armour? Yeah, but I do actually. <laughs> and set light to their houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think even Australia would have a nationally celebrated holiday for a, a <laughs> convicted killer. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's probable. Like like all these things, there's there's always someone somewhere who's celebrating yeah. some, something. Uh, and it was, you know, it was a big story at the time. Um, sure, yeah. it's st- become, it still is. It still is. Obviously, we've heard of him. It's, it's notoriety or infamy or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a famous story. And of course, the, the imagery of the armour is, is, the, uh, is, the, is the resounding thing that, goes, that, mm. that, that we all remember. And the curse of Kelly. The curse of Kelly. Tell us about the curse of Kelly. <laughs> well, it was just the, um, at, at the trial when Kelly um, was sentenced he said to the judge I'll see you where I'm going (laughs) yes I'll meet you there and 12 days later the judge dropped dead really yeah was that just coincidence well no from existing pneumonia and septicemia (laughs) he had a massive carbuncle and pneumonia right right wow he was off at some point it just so happened yeah it wasn't very long after So whether you want to consider Kelly a uh, revolutionary, a man who stood up against corruption, or whether he was just a thief and a murderer, doesn't really make a difference to us today because it is, the story has been celebrated in Australian art, poetry, music, etc. Yeah, yeah. The first mm. Australian feature film made, the first yes. film they made in 1906, was wow. the story of the Kelly gang. Really? Yeah. So that was tw- twenty-five years later, twenty-six years later. Twenty-six years later, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow. And that's not even just the first film about him. That's 
the first feature length film yeah. oh, wow. in the world. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were going to say there was one in 1894. No. <laughs> <laughs> but in, um, uh, in 2007, it was um, lodged in the UNESCO Memory of the World as the first feature film. As a his, as a, yeah, feature that's length. That's yeah. good, isn't it? Being bef- before talkies, it's pretty much incomprehensible. I've watched about half an hour of it, which I think is most of of most of what remains. Is it? Because a lot of it was just jaunty sort of piano accompaniment. <laughs> well, they didn't even have because that was done live. For for the, yeah, right, right. For the movies. Mm. So there's no there's no soundtrack it's at all. Just silence. Is there is there text? And we don't have a record of the notes. Uh, in some edits of it, yeah, there is um, there are some you know little black and white yeah shots of text saying what what is about yep. to happen. But Here he comes it coming out really, the bush. Really doesn't help much. Covered in armor. <laughs> yeah, I think you you need you need a few players. Like making sounds, and you need some foley and some music really to be able right. to follow it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you cut the soundtrack out of any movie, you, you're yeah, lost. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's only when you do that you realise very how much so. Yeah, soundtrack yeah. to a yeah. film is. You know? Music and editing is basically a film, <laughs> like very, very, very important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why radio came first. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so even the movie was controversial. Apparently, it presented the Kelly Gang quite sympathetically. No, did the it? Gov- right, the right. government tried to have it banned. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's the first movie, and they wanted to get it banned. <laughs> so the, the first, the first video nasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been others. Yeah, um, I suppose the one that we best know. Yes. Is the 1970 film yeah, starring yeah. one Mick, Mick Jagger. Jagger. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. As Ned I star- Starring's putting it. Well, spot. yeah, yeah. Featuring. <laughs> it's not his finest work. <laughs> we'll get we'll get that guy from that famous band to do it. Because, you know, he'll probably be able to act right. <laughs> or not. That 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 broad shouldered, thin lipped man <laughs> looks just like him. You're Australian! Yeah. Be Australian! Um there's a fil- I did I did think that when I when I watched um that that 1970 Ned Kelly with Mick Jagger, I thought, although he's a dreadful Ned Kelly, in it, <laughs> he looks really quite shockingly like Lincoln. Well, he's got he's got the um, I mean he's got just... the beard, no moustache style, yeah. hasn't he? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But he's got that those, those like those high cheekbones and that. Has he got? Um, does just... he affect an Australian or Irish accent at all? <laughs> I think Mick Jagger has an accent just, all its own. Does he it's, just play yeah, play it worldly. as Mick Jagger? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. How does he? I, I mean, he, I don't know. How does he play it? Playing is a strong word. None, none of us are brave enough to do a Jagger impression. <laughs> not, not even an so, Irish Jagger. But is he? Yeah, is he just yeah. basically clear? I mean, I know it's Mick Jagger, but it's even if you closed your eyes, you'd be like, oh right, what's Mick Jagger doing in there? <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. right accent to speak of. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the Australian accent, there's the Irish accent, and then there's Mick Jagger's accent, whatever that is. Okay. You know, Fine. it sounds like Mick Jagger. Fine. <laughs> from yeah, from County Jagger. Now there is another movie yeah. that I'm aware of, which was in 2003 and stars Heath Ledger. Oh yeah, that one What's I haven't seen. It's called Ned Kelly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know that one at all. No, I've I've not seen it myself. It's based on a novel called Our Sunshine from 1991. Basically, it's, uh, as we said, it's Heath Ledger in the title role and Orlando Bloom uh, is in it, Naomi Watts is in it, Jeffrey Rush. It's had um, mixed reviews. That's it. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> uh, not, uh, not a high flyer in his career. You don't, think, you don't think Heath Ledger and think Ned Kelly, put it that way. Uh, okay. So, regardless of what you think about Ned Kelly or the Ned Kelly story or any of these movies, good or bad, basically the towns, um, Glen Rowan and the others I've mentioned, they still attract tourists. Sure, yeah. To this I bet day. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a tiny factoid. If you have a Ned Kelly tattoo, and there's lots of things to choose from. So there's the uh, was it the, there's the bearded face supposed last words which weren't his last words the um, uh, such is life or any yeah or his face or any of the other so if you've got any Ned Kelly related 
tattoo, yeah. you're much more likely to die a violent or horrible <laughs> death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so says uh, a study published in the um, uh, the Journal of Forensic and Legal Medicine. Know it well. Um, by uh, Professor of Pathology Roger Bynard. He, he did a study into, uh, <laughs> into deceased people with Ned Kelly tattoos and discovered that their pathology was much more violent than the average other people that were coming through. Arguably, this is a small data sample <laughs> with, a, with a very only, only 20 people. 20. <laughs> yeah, it's quite 20 small. people. The market it's quite small. <laughs> of, yeah. of people who died violently. <laughs> They died, yeah. inverted commas, <laughs> more violently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you how he died. He died by having a tattoo of Ned Kelly forced upon him. Right. <laughs> yes, most of these tattoos were posthumous. They all died of septicemia. <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Don't get a tattoo of Ned Kelly. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can email us or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website at truecrimediary.co.uk. Don't forget to send us a review or post one in your podcast service if you can. And all five-star reviews will get a shout-out on a future episode. Join us next time when we'll be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jed and Rue. My name's Mark and we'll see you on the next date in our true crime diary.